wish you. You can't see. Am I, am, are we live? We're live. I can't because my screen in front of me. You see, Ezra throws me off. There it, off. Is. there it is. Now I know. I know I'm live. There hey, we are. Hey, but you counted me down, but then you you freeze the screen in front of me. I didn't freeze it. So we are. Guess what? The last couple of shows of the year, guess what we do? We keep it consistent with the jacking us up openings that you've ever seen in your entire life. Mike Cherub <laughs> hey. walks in with coffee. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, come, come on, on Mike Cherub. for closers. What a nice guy. Hey, up. Come on, man. Merry Christmas. Off my camera. What is this for? Thank <laughs> you, my friend. <laughs> what is this for? Is this mine? This is because. Thank you, guys. Is this thank mine? You. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Look how fruity this drink awesome. is. Look at these guys with their drinks. Girls drink. Look at this. I literally right. have. Madonna. Huh? Hey, it's auto dealer That is Fufu Lane. Today, just before Christmas, we have play-by-play. You don't want to miss this. I basically today am the John Madden of Auto Dealer Live, and I'm here with Pat Summerall and uh, Tony, uh, what's the guy? Saragusa. (laughs) Is that who I am? Goose. Tony Saragusa. Tony Saragusa down in the field there, right? Actually, if you look at some of these videos we're going to be playing, I actually was bigger than Tony Saragusa in some of these videos. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Thank you, eight, Tony. Mike, thank you, man. Yeah, you got That's some. nice of you, bro. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. You got some before pictures going on over there in some <laughs> of these videos. Before Saragusa. pictures, and then when he got a gastric bypass surgery. I'm kidding. <laughs> I didn't have gastric no, bypass surgery. I just shut. You just like I just shut my pie hole for a few months. No, and uh, hats off to you, bro, because that was a great accomplishment. Yeah, you'll see the stark differences here shortly. <laughs> I don't know if my like my eyes. I don't know something like my eyes look You're really like, tiny. Like when my face was. Around that's your, what I'm saying. When the, my the my eyes were so inset in my face, I was like. It was like it was it was closing in around. I like I could. Well, the, the camera adds ten pounds. But yes. How many cameras did you have on you? Seven, I got six, seven cameras. <laughs> Hey, man, oh, I got, yeah, I, I I guys, I'm excited about today's show. Let me just give you, mm. s- here's my question. Look, tweet, get on Twitter, get on social media, man. We're going to give some gifts out today. Listen, if you haven't got some of your gifts, now is the time. The year's closing. It's We've got four people that you can contact here at the office. Mikey, Ezra, Lewis, or Kim, or Shannon, five people, and we'll get the gifts out to you that if you're, if you're, if you still haven't gotten anything, we give out a lot of stuff, but we're going to give out some cool Christmas swag today and uh, for the top influencers. And here's the deal. Did you make the cut for the play-by-play best of 2016? That's the question. I've been asked all day on social media, emails, and Facebook. People have asked me, hey, did I make the cut? Yeah. We don't know. Stay tuned. Right? Yeah, yeah, and really, gosh, I'm I'm looking at the names here. Yes, and it's not a, on the list. It's not a real long list, so you definitely want to uh, stay tuned and see if your name or your episode pops. So, is there up. a prereq- prerequisite for being on the show? Was there? How do we select these? Because I don't know if I'm on there or not. Yeah, the show most the social shows. interaction is that what it was? Yes, most, most interaction, most interaction in general, most views, yes. most, most so views, around water coolers. We're, yes. we're yeah. waiting for water cooler interaction. Yeah. Maybe the most controversy, whatever number of things. I think you know that. if I'm not mistaken, we've got about ten shows. Yes, this year recommend uh, represented. So out of fifty shows, we have ten of them. So there's forty that didn't make the cut. But hey, I'm I'm excited to go through play by play with you guys today. It's going to be incredible. And you know what, Tommy? Yes. Not only are we going to see Big Tommy, right? But we're going to see No Crib because you didn't come back until. I mean, we're going to see. Yeah. We're going to see pre-crib. Well, there wouldn't have been room for him. Post-crib during. In fairness, crib. yeah. yeah. In, in fairness, that was. Fairness, there was no room. There would have been. That's everybody, actually everybody thought he he went away. He did something. Is that where you're going with that? You ate him. <laughs> I, I was here all along. 
He was actually always on the show. He was just out of camera shot. We didn't. I, the room wasn't actually, big enough. I, no, I was on the show. I was yeah. sitting right behind Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> he was making some great points sometimes. Some of those yeah. great points I made, he was talking at me. You guys wonder why Tommy's different sometimes. See, when Tommy's Tommy, he's like, hey, you know, hey. And all of a sudden, it was like, Shh. Anyway, so let me ask you this question. You know, he'd go back to Cribs. It was Cribs was inside of him. He ate Cribs. Oh, all right, that's enough saying that. That's gross. Yeah. It really wasn't that. I mean, I've only lost like 45 pounds, so it wasn't like that yeah, drastic. You're not, only? You're, you're 50, 60 pounds at least. Yeah, at least. <laughs> no, hey, I'm looking forward to a great show because this is – not only do we have the best of the best, but it's kind of our opportunity to kind of chime in on some of the things that maybe we didn't get a chance to comment on. <laughs> Slash you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, so it's going to be a great show. Stick around. Make sure you're tweeting us. Make sure that you're tagging our sponsors. We want to thank them as well. And uh, yes, we do. And, well, and it's our stop, last show before Christmas, talking, right? Like in the mid-sentence, he's like, yeah, you I'm don't sorry. want to tag our sponsors. Make sure you do that. And uh, make sure you do that. And uh, you know, what do you this want? This is where okay? somebody usually takes up, say something yeah, after. Where, uh, you wonder why Andrew I talk Myers? So what much. up, dog? Huh? <laughs> you guys wonder why I talk so much? <laughs> okay, because because these guys say things like so. Anyway, as uh, I was saying. <laughs> As I was me saying, and Cribs have very short attention yeah. spans. We're all in like an eggnog kind of mood today. You know, so like, I mean, I'm feeling a little, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's a little festive. You know? And um, yep. not here, but I mean, basically, oh, look looking. at Cribs, man. He's all decked out in his, in his, in his freaking tie and, and little hankies there from, you know, like a candy cane. Well, candy cane it is sort of our last show before Christmas. It is. And, um, it is. you know, you got to do something to feel Christmassy in Florida because it's like, I don't know if you saw the... Yeah. The uh, forecast for the week, but it's like 80 82, 83, yeah. 86. It teased us last night because it got down to like 50. You know what okay. I mean? It woke up this morning, it was 51. In Florida, you got to understand that's pretty cool. And then, you know, it's going to be like 80 degrees by tomorrow. <laughs> yes. So This fruity drink. <clears throat> it's a green V-bean Kermifer. Doesn't make any sense. Berries. It's pink. And it says, why would the word green even be in the title? Green Verbeen Kermifer. If anyone know, can decipher that in, in Starbucks talk, let me know. I think it's got sugar in it. I'm trying not to do sugar. You know what I mean? Hey, you want t- that? today, listen, we've got some great shows. Let's take this opportunity before we go uh, to our to go through the play-by-play, and we're going to begin that here in just a minute. Um, we've got some shows coming up that are outstanding, and uh, we've got guests booked all the way through the first quarter. We've got some really cool things we're doing in 2017, we've uh, we've made some changes for the positive, and uh, we've got customer experience show coming up. But listen, next week, you don't even know about this yet because we snuck this in there. You're going to love this. You don't know about this either because I snuck this in there because we had just customer experience show. But we have something up our sleeve, and we've got some individuals that are going to be part of the show. You want to stick around nice. to find out who next week because here's the deal. We've got free agent. The show is free agent. Every year in the car business during this time, people are leaving their dealerships and they're starting new dealerships. We got some free agents that are going to be on the show. Some of them are, some of the owners may find out next week, but by the way, I'm on the show and I'm a free agent. Some are in between now. Some are going to be making announcements of the new places they're starting. But Dave, that's a cool show because right during this week, is the king of free agency. So we're going to sign some free agents next week. You like that, don't you? Yeah, I, I like it a you lot. Can't stand and, up, can you? No, I, I really do. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I really do like that a lot. You know, if you're if <laughs> because you're plugged in. If yeah, if you, you I mean, oh yeah, yeah of course. Um, <laughs> if so, if you have some, essentially the lesson there, or the, what the takeaway is, if you have someone talking about being a guest next week on Auto Dealer Live, you might want to fire them now. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> no, 
Yeah, yeah go right. ahead. So there'll be a dra- so we're gonna do a draft. Is there gonna be a draft? Like people can call in and say, like you know, yes. like, make their plays for the for the yeah. for the for the draftees. Yeah, well, you know, that's we're true. Draft- you know, we bidding are wars. we are at the end of the year. We're going into the new year, and you're you're exactly right. You know, typically this is where a lot of people may be looking at a change, may be already planning a change. And, free agency. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe, the free agency maybe, is cool. maybe somebody volunteering a change for them on their behalf. Maybe you traded. Yeah. Hey, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to, listen, we're going to, we've got this show. We've already, I've got uh, together with a couple of dealers that um, actually, to be honest with you, it was, it was, it was not my idea. It was this particular person's idea that we reached out and got a couple of other people um, that happens to be a free agent. So, I'm going to ask you this. If you'd like to be on next week's show and you're a free agent, then I want you to get a hold of us because, look, we only have room for a few. And uh, so don't wait to call in. I want to get you on the show next week. If you think you can bring it next week in our free agency show, we want to get you on. What do you guys say? I think that's That's a good cool. topic. Yeah. That's great. That's All great. Right? I love it. Free agency. Hey, guys, we got to jump to the first segment of Play by Play. But before we do, Tommy... The next up is what? <laughs> is, is a commercial break. Oh, we'll yeah. In about 90 seconds with play by play. Take my frappe. Show number one. Number 10 in our countdown. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Is that like that's that's like, Network. Oh, okay. Number 10 in play by play. I'd like to. <laughs> we'll be right back. Next up. Hi, I'm Chip Perry. Earlier this year, we made a pledge to dealers that outlined some major changes designed to make TrueCar a more positive place for you to do business. I can't say enough how valuable your feedback has been and how much we believe that your ongoing advice and guidance will enable us to continue to improve our service to you in meaningful ways. On behalf of everyone at TrueCar, I want to sincerely thank you for your support and guidance while we are making these fundamental changes needed to ensure that TrueCar works better for you. See more at TrueCar.com pledge. Hey, Jason Rice from LotPop. LotPop is a new and used car consultant firm. We do weekly calls with our dealers, but we track out and trend out hundreds of charts looking at their inventory management tool and marketing on third-party sites. We've taken the top 25 metrics and created our own lot score for our dealerships, which will allow us to break our inventory down into the current status of our inventory, the marketing of our inventory, the stocking of our inventory, and ROI. We're making that same scoring system available to all dealerships, clients or not. This is a great system for dealership dealer groups also to compare their dealerships week after week and how their inventory scoring out to their goals and the best practices. Introductory price of $195 a month, no contracts. Check out more information at lotpop.com, click on lot score, get a demo, sign up for a demo, or call us at 844-LOTPOP4. Thanks. Hey, 
welcome back. We are. <laughs> We're live. It's Auto Dealer Live, and you're watching the best of 2016. We're going to be calling it play by play. We have called it that. <laughs> and we are calling it play by play. And, you know, the uh, one of the shows that really stands out for me, you know, I have kind of a soft spot for the people who are really on the floor getting it done. And, you know, we had an episode of. Uh, sales superstar it was our sales superstar show mm -hmm. and mike davenport was one of our guests and mike the, d mike d so the next up let's take a look at the best of mike davenport mm -hmm. you're number one there at bachman chevrolet you've sold as much as 38 cars in a month that's more than a car a day i mean that is getting it done but today we really want to hear what is it that is your edge what are you doing that you feel like others aren't how are you getting that kind of success in the store well, I, I think the biggest I think the biggest thing is that uh, I commit myself to follow up with my customer. I commit myself to be there, and I commit myself to show that my customers that I'm different than the average salesperson that in their mind that they're will, that they're going to get ready to uh, deal with. So, and then I and I give my customers all sorts of of, of after after sale follow up after sale uh, tirades like my app that I've got that I give all my customers. <laughs> You know, and, and all that stuff, and it's delivery. I do, I do things different. I got my Chevy Dude Coke. I got pens. I got business cards. You know, I put a sticker in their on the inside of their door and the two dollar bill in their gas tank, and all those little itty bitty trinkets, as you want to call them, that they add up. And that customer says, "You know what? I've never bought a car and had this happen before." And that, you know, that repeat and that referral business is what is what makes me successful and why I have such huge high fails because most of my business is repeat referral. All right, we're back, man. Mike Davenport, he has made the cut at number 10 with a sales superstar show. And you know what, man? You're a sales superstar. Yes, I am. I'm yes, glad you, you brought are. that up. Thank you. Back to Mike D. So, <laughs> I'm just saying. Back to Mike D. Back to Mike Davenport, man. Yeah, yeah well, you know, I don't want to talk about me. Yeah. You know, Mike continues to. the obvious. Thank you. Mike continues to not only impress me and us here at Auto Dealer Live, but the entire industry. You know, I was looking earlier today, actually, I happened to catch one of his YouTube videos, and there were over, I think it was like 45 or 48,000 hits. Yeah. Now, you have to think about that for a moment because, you know, he's, I would say that most people who are going to watch a video, and he was talking about how to sell 30 cars a month. And most people that are going to watch that are going to be car people, I would think. But it has to go beyond that. He's got to be crossing over into consumers, people that are interested in the car business, sales, all that. Because 45, 48,000 hits, that, yeah. that's crazy. But one of the things that really stood out to me. Well, it is. And, and Mike, you know, Mike is, is setting a bar for car sales. He's doing things that are uh, unorthodox. And uh, our mics are cutting in and out, Lou, or at least my ears are. So, <clears throat> but the, uh, I can hear you good. You can hear You can hear Okay, yeah. my ears are cutting out. The um, you're gonna have to fix this. Check the cord. OCD just that simple. Gonna, he's telling me to fix it. <laughs> he's like, just check the cord. The so I'm like, Duh, <laughs> so Mike, he's like, good night. Um, all right, you fixed it. <laughs> That's right, the so, best of, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Yes. So Mike Davenport, really quick, I'll get this out before we go to the next cut. Uh, Mike Davenport um, is setting the bar for for people selling cars, and not because. He's somewhere that's some huge market. It's not because 
he's selling the car that's better than another car. It's because he's doing things that somebody else is not willing to do. He's, he's taking it and, and he's building a business out of it. It's not just a job that I go to and hey, whatever leads I get, whatever ups I get, that's what I get. I'm going to create my leads. I'm going to create my ups. I'm going to use the tools at my disposal, whatever they may be. Yeah. And that's what Mike Davenport does. That's why he's a sales superstar. Yeah. Right? I couldn't agree more. Well, he just, I, I think he, there's like this uh, new generation of like, I guess, how old is he? He's what, 30 ish? Probably low, mid, uh, early 30s. Right? Is that how old he is? He's probably mid, mid 30s. I think it's just this, this uh, emergence of like a, um, sales guys, especially in the car business, that are doing things differently, that think outside the box, that utilize technology and social media and leverage it to their advantage. And guess what happens? The guy is a beast. People know who he is. He's branded himself really well, and he's not the only one. A lot, a lot of the people that watch this show and uh, are featured on this show do the same thing. So. Do, me, do me a favor. What? The next step, I want you to say. When I say the next step, I want you to say number nine in like a you know cool like. I'll do it. I'll, all right. <laughs> next up. At number nine, Stacy Ellison, the BDC 101 show. She tore it up, and she's watching in her PJs right now. Yes. Put some clothes on, would you? Some respect for yourself. In your opinion – is a BDC person just as valuable, especially when we're talking about compensation, because that's been a hot topic lately and the opportunities that may be available to BDC versus opportunities that are available to sales. So let's talk about that for a moment. Tell us which one is, is maybe, is there one better than the other? Hmm. No, I don't think so. I, I really, really, really feel that they're equal because your BDC is going to be the first point of contact with an internet guest. And if they don't get that right, then it affects the sales floor. If the sales floor doesn't get the appointment show right, it affects the BDC's compensation as far as performance. So I, I think they're both equally as important. If that's the case, then why is there a big discrepancy or difference in pay if that's truly the case? If it, if it is truly the case, and it is, you know, at my last dealership, I had BDC agents working 40 hours a week making six grand. Okay, They were making up there. And I think the pay plan with BDC, because they're just looking as appointment setters, I don't think people, have, the dealers have the pay plans right. They've got to be paid what they're worth, just like the salespeople should be paid what they're worth. So, you know, I go in and I help dealers take a look at their pay plans. And, and the life shelf of a BDC rep, if they're not paid correctly, um, you know, with the work that they have to do, pounding the phones all day long, they're not going to stay. All right, we're back. And, you know, that was one of my favorite shows, guys. And, I, you know, I know we all got some choices here. And uh, looking at Stacy, first of all, Stacy's a beast, you know, coming out of uh, the car business. When we met her back in 2014 in person up at the, uh, in North Carolina, you know, she was uh, at a store in West Virginia. Now I know that she's part of her own company, <clears throat> part of uh, BDC Max and, and trains dealerships. But I love what she said because I, I believe that. I think that if we're going to, in the car business, lean towards hey we must have a bdc that's effective then we have to stop paying them like they're an appointment setter stop paying them like they're second rate and you know and, and be and because we're scared of possibly offending some you know dog or cow that's been in sales for a long time because the truth of the matter is if if it's really where the industry not only is going but is at and is going to be further along very soon and must go there, then I believe, I believe Stacy hit it on the head. we got to start treating them differently because that is the future. And not only that, it's the now of the car business. That's my opinion. 
I think she knocked it out of the park on that. And I think that if you're a dealer, I think that basically try it. I dare you to try it because I don't think you do anything other than grow <coughs> by going that direction and benefiting um, you're, you're benefiting yourself by taking care of those people in the BDC. I don't know what you feel. A hundred percent. You know, um, I, like you mentioned, Dave, it's it's really the now. And, you know, there are some business models set up with BDC and inter Internet departments now where you do have BDC members um, and sa essentially BDC sales. Or I'll just call them sales reps because they start selling from the moment that the person is contacting them. Um, but you have some that are making six figures a year. And, and you know, dealers, I would encourage you to take a look at some of those models. I'm sure that uh, Stacy would be ha more than happy to share with you um, some of those um, some of those setups within the uh, within the dealership. So you're absolutely right. I mean, yeah, she said, "Pay your people what they worth." On her Twitter just now, pay mm -hmm. your people and, and what they are worth. You know, and I, I recently had a, a a salesperson here locally that's doing very well. Had been in the business about six months, and they the internet department was trying to steal him, basically saying, "Hey, please come in here, please come in here, because you're doing really well. You're brand new." And he asked me my advice on that you know what should i do because i'm doing okay out here they really want me here is that an opportunity and i said absolutely go there i said go there because no matter what you're going to learn a foundation that you're going to bring out back out on the floor if you yeah. decide to come out later but i said the real opportunity if you really want the opportunity to to get those leads from the very beginning go go yeah absolutely um, hey, so I'm, I'm, I get I get the task of, of announcing the, the two similar topics here, mm -hmm. you know, because I know that you know I know that you uh, yep. one you picked is next uh, after this. But so the next up, and, and speaking of BDC, you know, we went BDC 101, so yep. it would just made sense that one of the other favorite segments of my show, one of our friends, Frank Lopes, get more Frank. Frank's lighting it up right now. But BDC <laughs> fail show was it which would slate it, and Frank Lopes, I think. With this segment that you're about to watch, literally knocked it out of the park. We'll be right back. But the next up is Frank Lopes on the BDC Fail Show. That is number number eight on our play by play. Yeah, Frank. So you know, Kevin Fry just tweeted out something very interesting. In fact, it opens up a whole line of different possibilities. But you know, he tweeted besides cat herding. Yeah. He tweeted out a BDC is is as efficient as herding cats in a market starving for personalized <laughs> service. Mm. He says there's a market out there starving for personalized service. So if I read into that tweet, I'm guessing that maybe he's saying that the BDC is more like a call center and we're not creating that personalized service. What do you say to that? Mm. Well, as usual, you know, anything that Kevin puts out there is usually the truth and it's got some roots to it and it's got some teeth to it as well. And, uh, and he's right. And uh, I believe that that all has to do with how your BDC is run. If it's run like, you know, if, if you have no organization, if you have no morale in there, if, if, you are, if your BDC people are treated like a bunch of hobbits that sit in a back room somewhere or in a cave and their only job is just to answer the phone and say, well, when, when, when can you come in? When can you come in? When can you come in? Then, yeah, that, the personalized part of that is going to be gone. But I know uh, I work with, dealers that have BDCs that run just as efficiently as sales departments and BDC reps or BDRs or whatever you want to call them uh, that develop, they're the first line in developing 
that personal relationship between the dealership and the customer, and I know a lot of them that do an absolutely fantastic job. The guy who runs one that comes right to the top of my mind, we're blessed to have him as a guest on the show today. That was the BDC fail show with Frank Lopes. That was. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, that's so awesome. Um, yeah, you know, so you know. What he was talking about in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, what he was talking about in the beginning. You know, one of the things, that we, need to, one of the things that we need to do during the, uh, the best ofs is actually listen to the whole thing so that we can comment, and comment on it correctly. Well, in fairness, we have 74 different streams going on here. We have, I think we have one for India. We have one for uh, yeah, the all Asian continent. We have this one going on for live, Facebook. Is this Facebook Live or? Twitter. I don't know what's going on. You have, I don't know how many cameras are going on here. You're going to add another 30 pounds to me. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe what Frank was really referring to there was that we talked about the fact that the consumer, the customer, is really starving for that experience that they expect when they initially contact the dealership. And then also, uh, probably even more importantly, that whatever uh, message is given through the internet and BDC department that it matches up with the experience once they get to the dealership. We've talked about this over and over again, keeping that message consistent. And one of the important things, and, and I'm, I'm not sure if Frank referenced it there or not, and I apologize, but one of the important things is to make sure as dealers that our salespeople, Dave, mm -hmm understand and know what our internet department is talking to the customer about, customer about whether it be our internet pricing, yeah. our special of the week. Yep. There's nothing more challenging for to overcome than a customer that walks on the lot after having a maybe a 30-minute conversation with an internet person, comes on the mm -hmm. lot, and the salesperson has no clue as to what they were offered or, you know, doesn't, like, just doesn't know what's going on. So yeah, absolutely. You couldn't have said it better myself. And um, Frank Lopes nailed it. And I think that I think that um, it's important, you know, to realize that um, you, you can, <clears throat> when you have a BDC and you're going that direction too, Dave. You could you can succeed or you can fail. And I think that honestly, man, there's just a lot of chatter out there. You know, it's interesting. Oh, I know. I do. saw that word down there. There's a do. lot of chatter out there, you know, and it doesn't mean everything you hear is right. So I would listen to those that are on the ground, that have their ear to the ground that could possibly not only think, Hey, this is a great idea, but something is actually working or not working. And I think that's where Frank comes in. Hey, I want to do something really quick, Lou, as make you guys, make your, make your heinies tight a little bit, but um, I'm going to throw the number out there. Are you able to put the number on the? Okay, it's on the screen. Take so here's what I'm going to ask. I want to. I'd like one of our listeners to call in. We're going to go to number. Um, let's see, ten. Nine, number eight, seven. Number seven. In just a minute. So we're not going to have time for that. But by the time we get to number six, I want one of our listeners to call in, and you're going to get to announce live on the air number six, and we're going to tell you what it is. All right. So whoever that is, go ahead and nice. call in. First one that calls in is going to do it. Lou, I'll tell you what to what to have them say in just a second. And uh, we're going to go to that's pretty cool. number seven. Number the next seven. up on Auto Dealer Live is n number seven, <laughs> Shaka Dyson, the Chatterbox Show. I don't know what the chat. I don't remember what the Chatterbox Show was specifically. Shaka, was that, it just? Uh, is it just training? Is that what's missing? Well, I mean, you know, you, you have a lot of different aspects. You know, you mentioned the comment that I made previously. Um, where I had 65 F&I managers that reported to me in, in, in 34 stores across five states. And 65 F&I managers is a lot of people. I can only imagine multiplying the job that F&I managers do 
65 times times 500 salespeople. I mean, I got 65 F and I managers now. I expect 500 salespeople across an entire automotive group to do the same thing um, as profitably as F and I department does it. I, I, I think it's just uh, it, it's really not realistic. You know, you have many different issues. You have a compliance issue. You have a profitability issue. You have, um, you know, salespeople have a hard enough job selling their cars. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to dump an entirely different dynamic to their situation and, 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 and expect them to uh, not only meet the goals that each auto group has for an F&I department, but to also exceed that. I, I, just, don't, I, I, I just don't agree. You know, and, and my position will be this. It will be, you know, I, I'm not from the training side. I just recently got into the training side. I am from the trenches. I am from the retail side. So everything that I say about this comes from being inside that office, inside that dealership every single day and knowing what they go through. And I just cannot see it happening times 500 or 200 or 1,000 sales employees. I can't see it. And as you could see, that was one of <laughs> that was midway. That was midway. Yeah, that was that was when I had uh, I only eaten half of cribs at that point. Yeah, it was, that was I only ingested half. You know what I love about uh, Shaka is you know every time he's on the show, I always want to give him more time, and I think sometimes he's he's limited or we're limited by the time we actually we have available. But you know he's talking about the elimination of the box and and you know instead of you know he's like I've 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 been responsible for sixty seventy. Uh, F and I managers in my in my time, and I've had you know I can't imagine having to get you know 500 salespeople within a dealer group on the, in the same on the same page, and I know that's I don't know how contentious a topic that is throughout the business, but I do know what's happening, and I know I talked to a dealer a couple weeks ago that had I don't know if that's I don't know if we consider that is that cradle of the grave is that cradle of the grave we talk about from literally from the beginning process to the end of the process is that yeah. I don't know if that's how we want to consider it but no he was talking they were no, they, well, they were discussing more of like one person doing that's everything. what I'm talking about no cradle to grave is more BDC talk what Shaka was doing on that show obviously he was debating the concept of eliminating the box and having right. one person doing the um, you know doing the yeah I don't know while I was while I was getting that I talked to a dealer a couple weeks ago for one of the guys in the room and that's actually that was their model as well. And I mean, he only had like three guys doing it. It was a smaller store, but um, you know, I think that's such a contentious topic, and I know it's, it, yeah. it comes up so often. Um, and he handles it as good as anybody. I think I, I, for just the entertainment value, he's worth he's worth tuning in. But yeah. I mean, when, when he when he how how widespread do you see that happening in the business across the board? Is well, it well? We've been talking about we've been talking about the box going away for twenty five years. Okay, so, so it ain't going know, nowhere. So, no, it's, okay. it's not going anywhere at least anytime real soon. Right. Uh, yeah. There are those business models that you're right do the one person one transaction, and you know that has its place. But when you're talking about the car business overall, uh, absolutely not. It's not something that's at our doorsteps. However, I love also Shaka. My goodness, the passion that yeah. he brings to every show. Yep. He lives, eats, and breathes finance and how to help dealers grow it. Yeah, you don't for one second believe that cat's, you know, not 100% bought into what he believes. And that's why, that's one of the reasons I love uh, I love, And that's why he came in at number seven. Number seven. Hey, Joe Perez, what are you doing? Ah. I figured we're going to bring you on. Oh, jeez, don't, don't creep up on me uh, like that. Come here, man. Hey, right, Dave. So Looking at all my pistola. Before he actually announced, can you, uh, can you get off the chair? For what? No, no, I'm talking about him. Joey, are you oh, are you no, standing up? Oh, no, come on, Lou. Oh, he's standing up. Oh, okay. I didn't know he was standing up. I'm sorry. I thought he was sitting down. He's very small. Here. Like you want to see the elves. difference? Look, something like that. All right, here we go, man. Look, I'm going to let you announce the next guest. Right, Tommy? You're going to say number six. Number six. 
we have live from Brandon Honda Show, John Marazzi and Alan Rand. Come on. So, uh, so let me ask you, John, what's the first thing that today when we were eating lunch, what's the first thing you did when you got to Sun Toyota? So Sun Toyota had a very good functional BDC. It, it's probably the one thing that they really did correct at this store. Mm -hmm. Day one, we blew up the BDC. Day one. They told the BDC manager that we didn't have room for him. We were changing the model, let go of all the BDC reps that couldn't go cradle to grave. And we created a cradle to grave internet department and more importantly, an internet store. That means every retail salesperson has the opportunity to work within the internet department. We instituted the next up. So now that, that, that quote of get on the phones, make phone calls, make appointments. Well, if they're not out on the stoop waiting in line, they're not going to get a retail up. Next up, they know where they're at in place. When they're fifth, sixth, seventh down the line, they could go and be productive. And then we put together training modules on, you know, our chat, car now, uh, co-video, uh, internet lead management. We had structured training and we got systematically got all the retail salespeople through it. And then we allowed them after we did the training to say, do you want to be floor only, internet only, or hybrid? And then we developed three schedules, and that's, that's the way we did it. And, you know, it took a lot of hard work, and everybody looked at me, you know, like I was absolutely out of my mind. Um, but, you know, all of a sudden, a couple weeks in, guys are stumbling and fumbling. And next thing you know, you have retail automobile salespeople that know the product, know the car lines, know how to talk to a customer. They're the ones talking to your customers. And the reason I have Alan Ram here and we invested the money is we want to make our retail automobile salespeople even better. And, you know, the skills that he teaches on incoming phone calls and outbound phone calls, I mean, they're second to none. So why not bring the best in the industry here and give our people that knowledge and information? But more importantly, I mean, when they actually do it and they're doing it in front of a class, I mean, I can't wait to see what we accomplish 30, 60 days from now. Well, I, I just got to say something that, that, that really, Alan, I got out of that whole answer just now. And this is, this is something I think every dealer listening that's had, because I think fear, I, I, see if you guys would agree with me, the reason somebody would not shoot a sacred cow, maybe you don't have to do that, but, or get rid of a BDC department the first weekend, you know, think about that, it's fear. First day. Wouldn't you say that's fear-based? All right, so awesome. I was there. Cribs, you know, it's interesting. You were actually there. He was there. Because we Behind were there, me. Brandon, and you were you were there in person with us. That was um, before you came back to the show, but, you know, you knew we were there, and we met there. Yep. But one of the things I loved about that, that was the first month, guys, that John Marazzi. Um, hey, hey, Dave, real quick. Yes, just to let you know, um, we just actually checked. We were looking at search Twitter, and Auto Deal Live is trending number 16 on Twitter Ooh. right now. Let's blow that up and get it up there. You know what come I mean? On, let's let's on, keep cranking it out. Thank Blow you guys up, guys. for tweeting. Keep tweeting. Keep keep tweeting. tweeting. We're going to give out some swag today. But one of the things I love about John Marazzi was it was the first month. We were there with Alan Ram, and we were there with John Marazzi. And Alan's a great sponsor of the show, friend, awesome trainer. He was doing a management by fire for John for Sun Toyota. And so we said, hey, we're going to do a remote show. So we went there, did a remote show. And John had just taken over the month before Sun Toyota. Now, one of the things you got to understand is, guys, about, about what John Marazzi did. And... Um, it's, he, he wasn't afraid, and he, he alluded to it there, to go in and to make changes. Now, I'm not advocating, and I don't think John is advocating, just going in and blowing something up. 
But if it's not your culture and it's not what's working, and by the way, they were already selling over 600 cars a month. Hear me. They took the store, bought it, 600 car store. You don't want to go in and mess something like that up. But John didn't like some of the culture and he changed three or four major areas there. Got rid of some sacred cows because they weren't willing or did they see the need to do things in, in to, to, to really fit John's uh, um, culture? And John said the first month he was there, they went from 600 to almost 700 units, an increase of almost 100, not to mention some of the, the money that, they, that they, they, they grew exponentially in, in various departments. Yeah, one of, the, one of the key departments that they really excelled at was the aftermarket and accessory sales. I think they tripled or quadrupled that. But, you know, and one of the things that really stood out for me and still does to this day, in fact, I, I heard, uh, because he's a local dealer, I heard some, some new commercials today where they're, they're doing Battle of the Bay, the Honda store against the Toyota store. But uh, like you mentioned, Dave, this, was a, this wasn't like hey, we're taking over a pig, you know, we're, we're, we're taking yeah. a struggling store and we know we're just going to move up. This, mm-hmm. was, this has been a successful store for a number of years. And to walk in <clears throat> and put out there that, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to make these changes, and we're going to go here, you have to think about the fact that the people who are working there and have yeah. had successful month and month, and I'm not saying obviously they were perfect, obviously there was room to grow because they did, mm-hmm. but to be there, I would say that that would probably be it fairly challenging to buy into that, that, hey, we're going to go from here to here. Wait a second. We're not a struggling store. We're a good store, right? Yeah. How are we going to do that? It doesn't even seem possible. And yet John took him there. And, 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 and you know, in that live episode, that was right when he took over. Mm-hmm. We fast forward now with what we oh, know. Yeah. He accomplished what he set out to during that show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Andrew Myers, by the way. Andrew. I already shot, I shouted them out earlier. I don't know if yeah, you heard I'm going to say his name again. Because he wanted to shout Alan out. Ram does need his own bobblehead, by the way, Arnold. I think that's a great idea. So why? You can have it so you can steal it? You know who needs his own bobblehead? Tommy Elwell needs his own bobblehead. How about that? <laughs> they don't make plastic or whatever resin that big. They don't make resin that, that size. Um, so it's been a good show so far. I'm, I'm, I mean, if, if honestly, if, it's, if it ended now, I'd be good. But yeah. I think we got more, don't we? Oh, we Number oh, five. Some of the best to come. <laughs> We got to do a commercial, right? Oh, we got to do a commercial? Okay. All right, we'll be back in about, what, so 60 seconds? we got to pay some bills. Uh, All right, so we'll be back in 90 seconds. Okay. Bye. And we're back. What were we just talking about? Um, we were talking about the fact that uh, we thought we were on commercial, so we were talking about like yeah, stuff yeah. that had nothing to do with the show. But uh, yeah, the screen. Is oh, that something we could talk about uh, openly or no? I don't know what we were talking about. I really well, talking we about, about doing like about about remotes and stuff. No, 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 no. Well, no, I was just coming up with an idea. Yeah, I know. I, I want to maybe maybe t- maybe tickle uh, their little taste buds a little yeah. bit or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Give a little well, taste. <laughs> 2017 on the field reporters at dealerships. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Right. Like being able to kind of go live remote to somebody and yes. come back and talk oh, about yeah. it. So just stay tuned for some little, little, little deal like that. You like that? You like that? I know you like that. I like that. Willis. I like that. Number five. Number five. Number five. Wait, that was oh, bad. Are we? Yeah, my ch- right. I'm at my chubbiest here. It's, it's, it's funny. We're on number five, and we only have three left after this, so no, I don't know how that works. This is number four. <laughs> this is number nope. four. No, look, right and a half. One, one, two, three, four, five, oh, on six, the next seven, eight. There seven, we go. Oh, hey, there Cribs, we there's go. another there page, Cribs. Now we're talking. So number five. Number five. Let's do it together. Ready? One, two, three. Number five. It's the BDC. Car business prior to there being a BDC, and, and we, we didn't have this discussion. I mean, you firsthand. I mean, and, and you've been an independent, you know, or uh, uh, independent franchise stores and or individual franchise stores. You've been with groups. You've seen it on all sides. Okay, so you see the the issue here, man, on both sides. What are we really dealing with here? Because I mean, let's just face it. I mean, none of us are arguing with the fact that people are shopping online and people are starting their process there and they're going to reach out to the dealership by the phone. But how many times have you, Ricky, heard, you know, uh, uh, different types of ghost calls and, and mystery shopping calls where people have called into a dealership asking questions? I'm talking like, hey, I'm looking for an F-150 and uh, do you have any on the lot? And then, you know, or do you have a 2008, you know, or what have you? And then all of a sudden, instead of, you know, what you would do, getting that person in the dealership and, and trying to get a buyer maybe into something you don't have or something that they may not have thought they wanted, but, but something you have, they're telling them, nah, we don't have that, or hey, let me check and have someone call you back. They handle the whole deal wrong. I mean, so we're, we're not only dealing with should salespeople be handling, I think some of the people that we're training, you know, don't know how to handle a phone call to begin with, and they're sending the person down the road and TOing it to their neighbor. I mean, what do you think about that? Well, here's something to start it off with. Coming to your market and taking your market share soon. This is what's going to happen if you guys keep thinking your managers and your salespeople are going to follow up with internet leads. The last two months, we built a dealership that all they have, they, we took the sales calls and the internet leads away from the salespeople. At first, they were upset. Now they're happy because this department is setting up 348 appointments a week, mm-hmm. selling over 350 cars a month. These and, and every lead gets followed up with. Every call gets taken care of. And we keep doing this for the last 10 years, and we'll be here 10 years from now talking about the same thing about managers and salespeople. You know, like I said before, you want to build a good dealership, build a good, and I don't even call it BBC anymore. I call it GRC, which is Guest Relations Center, okay? And and if you want to keep killing your dealership, keep doing it the same way you're doing it. You need to, you know, get rid of all these old sales guys and build your dealership around your GRC center, which means a couple of months from now you start seeing who your stars are in there and train them into salespeople. And then, then you then you keep rehiring, and then six months from now you have a good sales force that's all internet because we keep thinking that only a percentage of people are coming in, you know, from the internet. It's not a percentage; it's a hundred percent. Everybody goes on the internet, mm-hmm. and but we still have these old car guys in there that come in, and yeah, well, we don't have that car anymore, and they don't even ask him the perfect question: Are you here to see the vehicle you saw online? You know, and and, and that's the thing. I mean, but. Like I said, if we don't change our culture, what's going to happen is it's those of you are going to stay where you're at and you're going to lose more and more market share. And we know because we went in this, this dealership, we went from number four to number one in that state in two months. 
Okay, well, we got to say the obvious that Tommy Elwell, guys, had gotten stung by a bee right before that show, and he's allergic to bee venom. It, it reminds me of, uh, remember this right here? Martin Short, in pure luck, I think it was, got stung by a bee in the back of the airplane. That's what with Danny Glover, right? That's oh. Martin Short, buddy. That's what with Danny Glover. I don't know. All I remember is Martin Short blew up in the back like a bee when he got stung by a bee. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. Hey. I reject that remark. Oh, there I am. Wow. Yeah, I lost a few pounds. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, Dave, now that you came out of Tommy's belly, so <laughs> go ahead and talk about the segment there with Ricky Lopez. Yeah, you know, Ricky Ricky was spot on in so many ways. You know, it, basically what he talked about there was the fact that, you know, and this goes back to the age-old question that we've had on Auto Dealer Live before, which is, you know, do salespeople take the leads, the incoming calls, or do internet sales? And essentially what Ricky was pointing out is that, if you're going to rely on your salespeople and managers to do all the incoming calls and also the follow-up, then it's probably not going to work very well in this day and age. And, and, and I'm going to have a caveat there. Unless you have someone like an Alan Ram who comes in and shares with salespeople and puts procedures in place where they are equipped. It's not a matter of can the BDC or can the salesperson handle it. It's a matter of who's equipped. So if your salespeople don't have a plan of action and they're not equipped to handle those calls specifically in that follow-up and they're going to have a, an accountability to continue that, then you want to have that BDC or Internet business model so that you make sure, and, and by, well, by the way, one of our other guests recently mentioned it, is that part of it is, is about the speed of the response. Yeah. Customers want answers right now mm -hmm. and the speed of the follow-up. So. Um, that's stuff. essentially where, where Ricky was going. Thank you, Ricky. That was a great show. Hey. Uh, I just want to let hey. you guys know, according to an update from Stacey Ellison, we have gone up on um, Twitter, Sweet. and she's saying that we are at number five. Come on. Wow. Let's get into number We're right one. right behind and, the Kardashians. you get a car, and you get a car. We're that's right behind the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. I'm mine. Come that's on, what man. I'm saying. The Tabernacle Choir is going Mormon down. By Mormon. The Mormons are going down today. <laughs> no offense, Utah. No offense, all of Utah. Sorry, Salt Lake. So, Davis. number four. Number four. We've been talking a lot about BDC, Tommy, but you know what we're going to do today that's right now? That's like three BDCs. But that's, that's okay. We're yes. going to talk about Show Me the Money Show. Show, show me, me the money. Show me the money. Patrick O'Brien. Now, I can tell you what this has a lot to do with. We're talking subprime. One of my favorites this year, we came on. We had some of the best in secondary finance on the show. I'm talking about guys who are seeing major PVRs in their store. They're literally getting it done. They're spinning paper like a, like, like. Like a like, like a like a like, like, like a when you like a spinner, <laughs> <laughs> they're hanging it like. It's called the mount, like a, a money counter, like a hanger. You know what I'm saying? It's show a me money the money counter. show. Patrick O'Brien, check this out. The next up is show me. Show it to me, please. He was sharing with me that the the subprime lenders are are str struggling in some capacity, really competing because some of the major banks are are buying deeper. Today, I want you to kind of weigh in on that because I know you're a guy who gets it done either way. And it's, and then I'm also going to um, ask you to comment a little bit on what Justin said at the end of his comment there with, you know, the, the, the role that a relationship really still has today. I mean, you know, it comes down to, you know, hey, look, it's about getting it done. I mean, Justin has the credibility to call the bank and say, look, I need this done. And I don't care if you're doing, you know, you know, 60 subprime deals a month or six. I mean, sometimes it takes that relationship. So would you touch on both of those and, and, and uh, give us your yeah, perspective? I mean, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're being in the independent side. You know, we, we have a lot of subprime business. I'm talking 50% of our business is subprime customers, subprime deals. 
But most of those deals, I can get those bought at places like Wells, at Shade, at at Gateway. Why? Just going back to what was you know what the what was said was you know we send a lot of deals. We send our A paper deals. We send our lower lower tier deals to them. And what happens is if you have a good relationship, you have a good relationship with your rep, you can get these deals put through and 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 be able to make some money on them. You know, whereas most dealers would send them to you know your more regional or local subprime banks because they don't have the track record with these larger uh, larger lenders. Oh, oh, oh we're right. back. <laughs> We're back, and you know, you just heard some outstanding comments from Patrick O'Brien. He's someone that does get it done in subprime, yep. and uh, we're going to leave it at that because we've got to move on to the next up, which is number what, Tommy? Number three. Number three. Number three. Number three. Chris number Saracino three. and Matt Lasco. Uh, yeah. Go to it. Let's go to the film on that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The uh, sales and service right. show. We're talking about two owners oh, on how they can get service leads to the sales department. This wasn't that long ago, but this show definitely deserves to get one. to the top five. Yes. I mean, is it has it ever been considered where maybe um, somebody in the service, an advisor that's savvy, can be trained, you know, to to be a salesperson, and then that, you know, what I'm saying, is is that mix? <laughs> I know that. Uh, see, I've learned. I mean, I've been in the car business for a while on this side. But and the one thing I know is that you don't mess with, like it's hard to mess with the, the process that a dealer has, and I don't know why. So I guess I guess no one likes change. But I'm, I don't, Matt. You're an out of the box guy, man. You're doing stuff now that, you know, there's dealers that would be roll over in their grave, but you're killing it with it. So I mean, is it is it a cool idea to say, hey, I'm going to take really savvy advisors that are going to be that are going to that are going to be able to flip that person into sales, and they're going to get commissioned for it. I mean, is that that to me? That's like that might be a good idea. Heck, I don't know. Is, is am I way off the mark, Chris, Matt, and? I, I think it comes down to the person. It all, it all comes down yeah. to to the person. I, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's the norm. I think most of the advisors I've worked with over the last thirty two years, they're very happy with what they're doing and and would not want to transition into the into the sales hours or or take it from because they're so busy throughout the day answering phone calls and calling people back that sometimes it's tough for them to to leave their station for well maybe maybe let me correct the position it's a lot let me correct the position then so then see that's where my ignorance comes in slightly then putting that aside the tomato tomato thing i mean is it is it a is it an opportunity maybe for a middleman position or you know some sort of person in in a busy service drive that can be a a quote hawk somebody was telling me earlier a dealer was telling me David, earlier go ahead when you're ready you're 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 you're, you're on point so number one there's mm-hmm. a guy who's been on your store more than once that has a team um, john marazzi is an 80 car type of business uh, out of their lane and he has a team and uh, we kind of stole from his model a little bit mm-hmm. and have done very similar you, you do actually in order to succeed at it you actually have to have dedicated people to work the drive um, so in our case, we have two new and two sale, used sales reps that their cell phone numbers, their desk lines, everything is on every advisor's thing. So if anyone ever inquires or needs a car, that's their go-to people. And that same team is assigned every orphan owner in the company for every appointment that comes in to go over and introduce them. So you're right on point. Um, it's something that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. I think that, the, that Chris uh, was right on you still have to have experts. Mm-hmm. Service advisors be, need to be experts at client advising for service maintenance, and sales reps have to be experts at selling a car. So I don't know you'd make a hybrid of the right. two, right. but there is a relationship, whether it's a referral for the advisor that sends it over or 
in our case, you never punish them for, for sales that might have been sold on a vehicle. Um, you have to have benefit. You can't ever hurt the advisor or the success of the program won't really last. Okay. All right, Chris, Chris uh, Saracino, Matt Lasko, two extraordinary car guys. Um, these are guys who own stores. They know what they're talking about. And you know what? I think that if you didn't catch enough of that to be able to take notes on that, I would watch it back. I recommended it when the show was live because Matt and, uh, and Chris both know what they're talking about. And these are, listen, we're talking about converting leads from your service drive to your sales department. They're there. They're on your lot. You spend all this money, dealers, to get them there. They're already there because that's where they have to get their car serviced. So, you know, I know we all try to do it. We all want to do it, especially some of you dealers out there. But I'm going to encourage you to find the latest tactics and strategies that are going to help you get more of your customers from the service lane to the sales drive. And Matt and Chris are both doing some out-of-the-box stuff. Yeah, that was a great show. Owe it to yourself to replay that. That's why it was number three. Matter of fact, I think we're bringing him back for a part two on that show. Speaking of two. Speaking of two, (laughs) number two. Number two is none other than Grant Cardone and Matt Keenig on the Brand Aid show. Grant Mm -hmm. Cardone. You know, you you talk about, and you talked about before, you know, just listening to you, you talk about how you, you know, you went the the hard road. The road you, you traveled to get to where you are wasn't easy. It wasn't for the faint at heart. Is it, is it somewhat fuel when someone's told you over the years you can't make it or you can't do it or you're not good enough? I mean, is that is that like fuel? No, no the, the people didn't actually tell me I could do it. That wasn't the, de- the, the death blow. The death blow was people told me what I was doing was enough. Mm. And it, you get the difference? Yeah. Like yes. nobody ever told me I couldn't do it. You know, they nobody told me I couldn't be successful. What they told me was, and particularly people close to me, and I talk about this in the book a lot. And by the way, like, like I thought 30 years ago that being a sales pro was the answer. But the truth is, if I look back now, then you got to get obsessed in order to ever become a sales pro. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so it's the people that were close to me that were saying, we love you just the way you are, Grant. That's mommy. Or the manager, Bobby Brown, that used to tell me, dude, you did fine. You did everything you could do. We tried to get the deal. The customer was a mooch. And I'm like, dude, that, that's blaming the customer. I was obsessed with getting that deal all the way to finance, all the way to eat, to making money on it. It's the dealers that are obsessed, the manage, managers that are obsessed. It's the, the finance managers and the used car managers that are, like, obsessed with the target, that achieve the target. And all the other dealers make excuses. Wow, that was an amazing... Straight up boba uh, up yeah, in this piece. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> an amazing show, amazing comments oh. by Grant Cardone. And, you know, one of the things that, that I kind of keyed in on on that whole conversation is the fact that, you know, he talks about, and, and of course, his new book, Obsessed. But, um, you, you know, Dave, one of the things that w- when we get focused on a goal, like he said, we got to deliver a car and, and we look around us and, you know, it's, he, he mentioned, you know, when things go wrong, you blame the customer, you blame this or you blame that. And I think a true sales pro is obsessed and unencumbered. In other words, when, when he's not getting the support or she's not getting the support here or there or the, something happens with the customer, they take personal responsibility and they're still obsessed <coughs> with making that deal happen no matter what is going on around them. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that stood out to me in that, in that segment, and Grant I, you know, literally mentioned it, but if you listened, and it goes along with what you're talking about, to take personal responsibility in anything, you do. Whether you're in a service department right now, you're in sales, you're the receptionist at a dealership, you own the dealership, or whatever it is. 
to take personal responsibility. You can't do that until you realize it's never really, and I like the way he said this, it's not about the fact that anybody said I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you're a talented individual out there, which if, you know, then you probably have never heard somebody tell you you can't do it. But you, but the, the thing is, is that when you did it, somebody patted you on the back and that's the problem. Someone patted you on the back and said, great job. And then you have the sense of accomplishment, which gives you this sense of comfortableness, which is the downfall for people who are successful. I'm going to say that again. Comfort is the downfall for, peop- for, for people who are already successful, right? You understand that? Yeah, oh yeah, In other absolutely. words, you know, yeah. hey, great job, great. But, you know, I can't slow down long enough, you know, really to, to enjoy the great job. I, a great job, but I've got, I've got to keep going because the, the, the one thing, the one thing, that, 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 that happens automatically without any effort is rust, deterioration, <laughs> yes. right? Growth doesn't. Rust does. Yeah. Look, you, you, can, you can get a beautiful car, man. You can have a 1967 Shelby GT500. I'm talking about the, 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 the Ghana 60 seconds that's worth over $120,000, $130,000 frame-off restoration right now, right? I sold a, a, a Shelby Fastback a few years ago. I bought and sold it. And here's the thing. You can get one of those right now, but if you let that thing sit out in the weather and never took care of it, you give that a couple of decades, that'll be worthless because of rust. Yeah, well, you've talked about many, many times before <clears throat> about, the, about the difference. I'll, I'll, I'll put some fire over here about the difference between success and successful. Two mm-hmm. different things, right? I mean, right. you can have success, but that is for a season, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a day, a month, years, but being successful yeah. is a way of life. It's like a lifestyle. Yep. That's what it is. Yes. Huh? Yes. I, no, I, I, I said, what is that? What? Oh. <coughs> it, it, is time, it is time for that. Is Do we have a, some kind of a drum roll? You got three drummers in here. No. Who's the third drummer? Mike, Ezra, and me. Oh, do a drum. Mike's a good drummer. Mike, give us a drum roll. Come on, Mike. Mike, give us a little drum roll. He's got it going on. Yeah, tummy. Number, number one. Tell me, roll. Your number one. The next up on Auto Dealer Live. That number one, Bill Whitmire, Billy the Kid. Before you play this, I got to say why. Because, oh, yeah. look, here's the deal. Listen, man, you got to explain. Well, because here's why. This is why. It's the state of the industry show. It wasn't that long ago. But I think <clears> if we're ever going to cross into 2017 and build on 2016, then we need to know the state of the industry. Where are we at? How? E. Lee, Bill Wittenmeyer. Bill's a great guy, a good sponsor of the show as well. But, man, this guy knows his stuff, and that's why he made number one. Number one. You know, in a competitive industry that we're in, you know, where there's dealerships right across the street, the loyalty, you know, of driving a specific vehicle doesn't exist like it like it did, you know, you know, a, a long time ago. Um, you know, wouldn't that create a situation where a salesperson that may be on some sort of, you know, uh, salary, you know, not be as as uh, uh, you know as pressured to to land that deal? Would the dealer lose deals? Would they be shooting themselves in the foot? I mean, what's your thoughts on this discussion that's kind of surfacing, Bill? <coughs> Well, you know, look, sales is sales at the end of the day, regardless of, of what the actual product is, although I, I, I certainly love this business, and I think it's the most unique, and Woodman and I were talking about that before we started here. But I'll tell you, look, it, it pay plans, and I agree with Alan, they have to be consistent, number one, whatever you do. Uh, but number two, I, it, a person's going to work their pay plan how, however it's fixated, right? If it's a gross-oriented, then they're going to sell for gross because that's how they get paid. Every person in the world, certainly in our business, works their pay 
pay plan, hopefully in a good manner. And, and that's why you have to set up a pay plan for whatever the goal and the culture is inside that store. And I think that's the most important thing. And, you know, Alan brings up a really good point because what ends up happening is a lot of dealers aren't quite sure what their goal or focus is, and they want it to be everything. So what they do is it checks and balances in their in their theory, which is, oh, I'll make the salespeople get paid on volume, so they'll sell lots of cars. I'll have the managers control the, control the growth, so I'll have them paid on growth. And then what you end up getting is kind of a counterproductive culture. And I think what you have to do is set what is the focus, what are your guidelines, keep it consistent, and however you want to maximize in your culture, your dealership, that's the way your pay plan needs to be set up. And then finally, don't continue to change it. Every time a salesperson or a sales manager hears change when it comes to pay plan, it's negative. I don't care if you're giving them a raise. As soon as you hear change to a pay plan, that means I'm getting whacked in some way or form or fashion. So be very cautious when you do that. It's funny because I laughed when he said it, and I laughed on the screen, and I laughed when I heard him say it. Getting whacked. Yeah, getting whacked. whacked. I found that humorous. We used to say that all the time. Hey, they're going to whack our pay plan. You know, that was was the big thing. Yeah, you said that all the time. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, you know, hey, hey, hey. Hey, Bill Wittenmeyer, what I like about that is this. He talked about culture. He talked about the importance of culture. He talked about change. But listen, here's the deal. I will tell you this. Bill hasn't grown to the organization and and the size that E-Lead is without change. He believes in change. Okay? So what I hear him saying is don't not change. Communicate change effectively. Right? If you're going to do it, you have to communicate it. You have to foster it. You have to manage it. You have to lead it. Yeah, you're right on. It's just just like he mentioned in that example of changing the pay plan. Automatically, automatically, our perception, if you're you're working for someone and they say, hey, the pay plan's going to change, what do you think? Uh, Do you really, does the first thing that pop in your mind, oh, I'm getting a raise. Mm -hmm. No, quite the opposite in the car business. You think you're going to get whacked. You're going to get whacked. You know what? It may be that the car business, too, it may be that, you know, something went, because it's communicated wrong. Right. right then the thing is is that okay they, they got to be getting one over on me they got they, they got to be winning here they got to be doing this for another reason other than to benefit yeah. me what's the catch yeah and i think a part the of that is a big deal yeah, absolutely and part of that communication and that culture that's so important and one of his the points that he made there was i think the consistency in other words you can change a pay plan okay we're not saying you can't do that but don't change it every you know every month it's a new <laughs> it's a new program <laughs> You know what I mean? So, yeah, and that helps with the, developing that culture that you talk about, you know, that <clears> communication, <throat> doing things consistently, not changing things every week, but having a plan. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, what a great show. What an awesome week. Sweet show. Play by play by play. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let the <laughs> Yuletide. Let your something gay. gay. <laughs> Let something stay. Oh, my All right. gosh. It was, so, Merry Christmas. Have a great Christmas. New That's Year. awesome. Yes. Actually, we'll see you next week, so not Happy New Year yet. But Merry Christmas. I want to thank our multiple guests, Mike Davenport, Stacey Ellison, Frank Lopes, Shaka Dyson, John Marazzi, <coughs> Alan Ram, Ricky Lopez, Patrick O'Brien, Chris Saracino, Matt Lasco, Grant Cardone, Matt Keenig, and Bill Wittenmeyer. What an awesome show, guys. I think it was fun. Amazing lineup and an amazing year. Thank you to everyone who's watching, supporting, um, tweeting, as, as, as we Comedy. see today, the results of that. Thank you to our sponsors. Where do we end up, as? I, I'm not sure. Oh, real good, bro. Uh, tweeter, tweeter thing? I know. I'll see. Well, <laughs> one time he's not looking yeah. at his phone. <laughs> We're headed towards a cas- cas- right. Chris What's up, Andrew Myers? We love you, man. 
Love you guys. You guys are great. Hey, listen. Don't miss next week. We got a great show. Free agency. Listen, we'd love to have you on. If you're a free agent, you know someone who is a free agent. We've already gotten, I think, a couple of people that were interested. But if you'd like to come on the show, we're taking applications to see. Can I say something, Dave? You know, interestingly enough, now that you mentioned that, and I reflected on this just a few weeks ago, I thought about how Auto Dealer Live has literally changed careers for people or helped, helped that change through the connections that we've made and you've made with one another as listeners and watchers and viewers. <clears throat> I can think of really countless mm-hmm. opportunities that have, that have been connected through this show. So what that a would great be a good show too. Yeah, it would. It would. Love connection. Yeah, maybe we get, hey, maybe we. So I'm full of write ideas. It down, write it down, Lou. Yeah. Lou, write it down. Put maybe. It like, what did Mike put in that coffee? Mike, thank you for coming back in here. <coughs> Mike standing in here inspired me to come up with a couple of great ideas. There you right go. Now. Yeah. Look at Lou. Lou yeah. So if you've been connected. Lou, I love you, man. If you've been connected. Let the Yuletide. <laughs> what's the words out there? Gay. Now the Yuletide. You let, oh you, let, let, you let your Yuletide be gay? Make the Yuletide yes. the gay. You don't use the word Yuletide. No one knows what Yuletide means. What's Yuletide? It's um, it's when you tie the Yule. Look, if you've if you've had a if you have in all seriousness, if you've had a career connection through Auto Dealer Live, please reach out to our producers. Reach out to us. We have uh, what's the contact besides our our? You want to just give out our number again? No, it's call in eight one three six three zero. Five eight eight eight. Oh, I do have that. And that's extension. Uh, oh, you can hit zero. I do this for myself. So that number's up on the screen right time. now. Right, Call cool. into the main number. Just say that you're calling in for Auto Dealer Live, and they'll get you into that department. Um, but yeah, you know what? That's a great point. I love connection, and not just a career connection. You know, um, I could think of like Amy Banner and all these people that have moved recently. But I'm talking about. I, I don't want to name names. We'll see if you come forward. I know people that in the last two, two or three weeks we've spoken on the phone that you said, you know what, I never really knew this person before Auto Dealer Live. Right. And the company's connected. Yeah. Careers connected. We, we call them like divine connections, you know, or, you know, or sure. you know, love connections, you know, right. great connections. And if you've made a connection, be great. If, you, if you're a free agent or you know someone who is, you still have time to get them in for the show. And if you'd like to be on the ground contributor Right for Auto Dealer Live, I'm talking about wow. like you're in your own city, and we want to get up, want to put you in at a dealership and have you kind of come in on a show. We want to hear from you as well, because that's going to be starting January of 2017. Amazing! We need one in every city. We need one in every. city. That would be so awesome. What yeah. an opportunity! If you're listening, I mean, you got to jump on that. What's up, Joey Book? Auto Dealer Live has changed my career. Come on, that's what I'm talking come about. Come on now. All right, guys, we want to get you on, Joe. We want to hear your story, and we got to end this show at some point. Yes. Thank you guys very much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. God love you. Hey, God I want to thank our crew, our crew, man. Louis Torres, Lou Ezra Bauckham, Kim Lasorsa, Michael Kendo, and Magic. Uh, my, my, Mike was not down here the That's entire time, Mike. by the way. Magic <laughs> he Mike. walked around. It's Magic Mike. He was here. actually um, – never mind. I'm not going to say it. There it is. Mike Cherup, our former visiting. producer. Yeah. Great friend. Hi. Anyway, good job. I'm glad I showed up. You're good welcome. Thank you, Feliz Navidad. Merry Christmas. I'm out.